Hi, welcome to season 10 of Anime Cons TV. This week we're running down the 12 largest anime conventions in North America of 2017. Hi, welcome to Anime Cons TV. I'm Patrick Delahanty. Every January, AnimeCons.com runs down the largest anime conventions in North America for the previous year. And so it's time to do our annual list. Uh, we take a look at the attendance of, uh, and we record the attendance from as many conventions as we can find, and then we look up and see which ones are the most attended, and we put together a list. These are not the best conventions, please don't misinterpret this, these are just the largest conventions, because big is not always better. Uh, there's a lot of really great small conventions out there, and mid-sized conventions, so please check those out as well. Uh, before we get to running down the list, uh, I want to define some of the terms that I'll be using. Uh, there's different ways that conventions will measure attendance. The most popular way, and it's used by a lot of professional conventions and trade shows, uh, and a lot of comic conventions, it's called turnstile. And so what they do is they will count people multiple times. So if, for example, there's a three-day convention with 10,000 people coming in every day, they'll say that they had 30,000 people. They actually only had 10,000 people three times. Uh, now, if they have one-day tickets, and if people get two-day tickets, and then other people get three-day tickets, you'll end up with some weird number. So it's not, oh, it's a three-day convention, I'll just divide that number by three and get the actual attendance. It's not like that. So. Uh, these numbers are kind of misleading because if there's a convention that's four days, it's going to have a higher number, naturally, than one that has three days. Uh, but hotels and city planners like to see these numbers because if somebody's in the city three days and then they're buying you know, three meals all three days, then that's more money they can estimate that people are going to be spending in the city or in the hotels. And so usually the, these numbers are used for that purpose. For our purpose, we want to compare apples to apples, and so we're just not using turnstile. We, we may mention it, but it's not what we use for comparison here. Uh, another method that's used is called, the, uh, it's either total attendance or badge count or a warm body count. And that includes paid attendees, it includes press, guests, vendors, staff, basically anybody that's at the convention and wearing a convention badge. So it won't include uh, custodial staff, it won't include hotel employees, it won't include uh, other people who are on site but not part of the convention. I mean, people checking, if it's convention center security checking badges, but they don't have a convention badge, they're not counted. It's only the people that the convention has given access to. Uh, I like these numbers because, uh, you know, if somebody gets comped a badge because they're doing panels, they should still count. Uh, the, the staff, they get time off. They get to see some of the convention. They're there. They're active participants. They should count. Uh, so this is a good reflection of the number of people that were actually there enjoying the convention. Um, and uh, the final method that's used is the paid attendance count. And that's pretty much how many badges were sold. So whether somebody buys a three-day badge or a one-day badge, they're counted once. And so this will tell you how many badges the convention sold, but not necessarily how many people were there. If they gave out a lot of, a lot of badges, 
they may have a big difference between their paid attendance count and the warm body count. Um, for most conventions, and in fact all anime conventions I've seen, the warm body count is always higher than the paid attendance count. I've actually seen some sci-fi conventions where it's reversed. More people have bought a badge, but fewer people have attended. And that's like, like that happens at Worldcon, because people will buy a badge, they buy the membership, but then they can't go to the convention. Uh, it's a way to support the convention, even if you can't go that year. And so it's very unusual that the paid attendance is higher than the warm body, but it does happen. Um, now, the, uh, the figures that I'm talking about in this uh, report, they were submitted to AnimeCons.com by convention staff members themselves, or they've been announced on the convention's websites, uh, on the convention's social media, uh, reported directly to AnimeCons.com by one of the convention staff, or uh, one of the staff members has officially announced it during like closing ceremonies, and it's been reported by uh, some by somebody reporting for AnimeCons.com. Uh, and so none of these are just taken from Wikipedia or unofficial sources or just guesses. These are as, as close as we can get to official numbers. And uh, so, when, when, and also when we, whenever we talk about approximately, that means that it's probably been rounded. Either they admit it or it's just a very round number. It's obviously like it's a multiple of a thousand so it's probably been rounded unless they've specifically said which has happened in the past they said exactly 10,000 which can happen uh, now the other thing about this list is it primarily it's it, it's only conventions that are primarily anime uh, so that means that multi-genre conventions are not included if there's a convention that says that they're a cartoon convention they're not included uh, this, uh, if we included comic cons and sci-fi cons and cartoon conventions with anime programming, this list would be very different. And we stick to primarily anime conventions. Uh, also, if we tried to do it with every type of convention, this would be nearly impossible just because of the different ways of counting and reporting attendance. Uh, and I, I can't even think of trying to maintain that sort of list so I'm not going to try but uh, we also have to subtract we, we take out any conventions that share their attendance with another convention so if you get two conventions that uh, allow admittance on one badge then we don't know how many are going to this non-anime convention and how many are going to the actual anime convention so while they're sharing badges we, we can't count them either um, and so, without further ado, let's look at the list of the 12 largest anime conventions in North America for 2017. At the top of the list, surprise to nobody, Anime Expo. Uh, they safely hold on to the top spot for the 14th year in a row. Uh, the vast difference between Anime Expo's attendance and other conventions on the list means that it's, it's likely to, they're likely to hold that top spot for years to come. Anime Expo reported an amazing 107,658 warm bodies. That's up 7.21% from 2016. Um, in, two, in 2017, they grew by 7,238 attendees. Uh, the turnstile count was also up uh, 
52,379 people to 357,178. And so they were four day conventions. So uh, that's still a huge increase. Uh, now, while overcrowding remains a common complaint among Anime Expo attendees, uh, it continues to be a convention that particularly those outside California tend to put on their bucket lists. For number two on our list, uh, it's the second year in a row we've had a new number two. Uh, this is Anime Matsuri in Houston, Texas. They reported 36,270 warm bodies. That's up 20.04% over 2016. Uh, and Anime Matsuri, as we've said in the past, the growth rate that they've, that they've had over the last few years it's been over 20% and this can't continue because they're, they're in a very competitive market. They've got um, popular conventions nearby in Dallas, Austin, San Antonio, not to mention other events in Houston. Uh, and they're gaining attendees and uh, there's even more conventions popping up around Texas. So I can't see this 20% growth rate continuing. but. Here we have it. They're, they're the second largest on this list. Uh, speaking of Texas, the number three convention is also in Texas, and it's held by the longest continually running anime convention in North America. That's Akon. Uh, this convention reported, they reported 33,102 warm bodies and 25,289 paid attendees. That's up 11.08% from 2016. Uh, the convention uh, has had greater than 10% growth rate over the previous three years. Uh, so the slower growth this year may be attributed to the convention's 30-mile move from Dallas to Fort Worth. But uh, Akon's still obviously a really popular destination for uh, Texas anime fans. Um, and fourth on our list, we head up north to Toronto with Anime North. They reported 32,167 warm bodies. Uh, this is the second straight year they've been in the fourth spot. Um, and last year's attendance was 29,973 paid attendees. Uh, so because last year was paid attendees and this year's warm bodies, we're not able to calculate the growth percentage because it's comparing apples and oranges. But it definitely appears to be up. Uh, moving up another spot this year, Anime Week in Atlanta, in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, it's another one of the longest-running anime conventions in North America. It comes in at number five. Uh, they had approximately 31,500 warm bodies and 29,872 paid attendees. That's up 3.79% over 2016. And uh, it's slower growth. Uh, slower growth than the past few years, where AWA had reported more than 10% growth, but, uh, you know, growth is growth. And uh, although it was in the third spot last year, Anime Central in Chicago dropped to number six in 2017. They had reported 30,221 warm bodies. That's down 7.9, or uh, that's down 3.97% from 2016. Uh, the convention had rather significant growth in 2013. Uh, let me actually check my chart. 2013, their growth 
they have it as uh, 18%. Uh, but over the last, uh, since 2013, they've had less than 5% growth. And so this is the first reported decrease in attendance at Enemy Central. And, uh, hopefully they can get that back up next year. At number seven, Anime Boston. Uh, they move up a spot this year, even with an attendance drop of 4.18%. Their attendance was 25,848 warm bodies. Uh, now the turnstile attendance kind of dropped 5.19%, uh, which would seem to indicate that more people were buying one-day badges. Uh, this is the second straight year that Enemy uh, Boston's attendance has dropped, and it's likely still attributable to the uh, increased convention center security following guns that were seized during an August 2015 Pokemon Championship Tournament in the same venue. Uh, as a result of that, the convention center authority has increased security in the venue, and that caused long lines in 2016. Uh, and so Although the security problems were fixed in 2017 and the lines were significantly reduced over what they were in 2016, a lot of people have said that they were sitting out a year to see if the situation improved. And so, for the most part, it has improved, so hopefully those people will return in 2018. Uh, number eight on our list is SakuraCon in Seattle with a reported 25,000 warm bodies. Even 25,000, that's obviously approximate, but that is up 8.7% over 2016. And by now you're probably wondering, wait, this is big convention you haven't mentioned. You know, for many, many years, it was number two on our list. This year, Otakon is down to number nine on the list. Uh, Otakon reported 24,894 warm bodies and approximately 22,000 paid attendees. That's down 14.49% over 2016. Uh, back in 2015, Otakon dropped to number five on our list uh, with the largest attendance drop we've ever seen. And still to this day, it's the largest. I, and it was like 20% drop. Uh, and it held on to the number five spot last year and grew... Uh, to 29,113 warm bodies. But this year, the convention moved from Baltimore to Washington, D.C. And it seems the attendees didn't follow. Uh, Otakon lost over 4,000 attendees and dropped drops to number nine. And you know, Otakon Vegas also exists. Even if you add in the Otakon Vegas estimated attendance, it's Otakon Vegas has been somewhere in the 2,000 range for attendance, like 2,000 to 2,500, somewhere in there. And uh, even if you add that in, Otakon is still, uh, I think they go to like number seven on the list. They're still not where they used to be. Uh, with a such a huge loss in attendance, I mean, this is huge. Hopefully Otakor has planned for something like this happening and they can financially move forward because they've had a couple really bad years and they they need to start pulling in more people or at least be able to better plan and not have such significant attendance drops that's not good so otakon is number nine on our list 
Uh, and number 10 uh, is Detroit's Yomacon. They reported 22,142 paid attendees. That's up 5.26%. Uh, last year, Yomacon uh, and Otakuthan were essentially tied for the 10th spot with very little difference between them. But Yomacon has pulled just slightly ahead this year to clearly be ranked number 10. Uh, for number 11, it is Otakuthan. And like, like I said, they, they were tied essentially number uh, 10 last year with Yomacon. But Otakuthan in Montreal reported uh, 22,000 65 warm bodies. That's up 3.52 percent over 2016, and uh, so that's um, 750 more people for a growth of 3.52 percent. Magnifique. <laughs> for number 11, oh, that is Otakathan. For and okay, we'll move on to number 12. That's a new convention. They had their first convention just back in November. And it's Anime NYC. Uh, they reported 20,000 warm bodies, approximately. Uh, and uh, on their site, after the convention, uh, it's actually not on the site now, but you can still see it via archive.org, uh, Peter Tatara, the event director, was quite clear about their attendance reporting, saying, Anime NYC welcomed over 20,000 fans. That's not turnstile, but 20,000 unique individual fans who came together to celebrate what we all love. Uh, and I like to think that he noted that it was not turnstile and that it's unique because there's been a few conventions in the past that have reported turnstile attendance uh, for their New York events. And uh, New York Comic Con, New York Anime Fest comes to mind. So I'm, I'm glad he was clear that this is not turnstile that he was reporting. Uh, now I do want to point out that there's less than 10% difference, uh, only 2,881 people between the third, uh, the third and the sixth conventions on the list. There's also a difference of less than 1,000 people between the seventh and ninth conventions on the list, which essentially puts them in a three-way tie. Uh, now this entire article, I've got all the numbers and all the details, you can find it on animecons.com and I also have a handy chart, which you can see here. On this chart you can see the, the huge growth of Anime Expo over the last few years and you can see uh, the, the decline of Otakon as it goes from when it was the largest convention in 2003 and now it's down to the ninth. And you can also see how close all the other conventions are and they just kind of squiggle back and forth together and they're so close that it doesn't even matter. As always, I wanna remind everybody again, this is not a list of the best conventions. I know there's gonna be some website out there that takes my list and puts it out as the 10 best or 12 best conventions you have to see in blah, blah, blah. This has been done before. Don't fall for it. This is just the 10, this is the 12, 12 largest conventions in North America for 2017. Next year's list will be different, and I can tell you why. This year, or 2018, uh, Fanime is splitting Clockwork Alchemy, their steampunk event, to a separate event. 
Fanime has been disqualified from the list for the last few years because of this event, because they share badges. So if you buy a badge to one, you get into the other. So it's impossible to tell how many are there for the steampunk, how many are there for anime. Now, I'm pretty sure most of the people were there for anime and that they would have been on the list, but where on the list? That's the question. And so if we get numbers from Fanime in 2018, I'm pretty sure they'll be back on this list. Where they'll fall, that's anyone's guess, but it'll be very interesting to see. Um, now, also, because this is the largest events, please check out some of the smaller events near you. There's plenty of small and medium-sized anime conventions out there that are amazing. Some of my favorite conventions are the small ones because you get to meet new people, you get to experience so much more, and a lot of the small conventions have a lot of passion because they're small and they're uh, very personal. And so please check out small conventions near you. You can find all these conventions listed on AnimeCons.com. Just go there, uh, find your area, and look for conventions there and check it out. You don't have to travel all the way across the country to go to some large event. Just go check out one near you. They're usually very inexpensive too. So please check out these small events. Uh, and also, if you want to see how the, the list has changed over the years, we've put together this list uh, for every year since 2003. And so we have an article on AnimeCons.com. You can go there and find links to our previous years to see what the list was like in 2003. Trust me, it was very different. And uh, so if, you, and if you're starting to plan your 2018 conventions, check out AnimeCons.com, find ones near you. Uh, also, if you want to branch out besides anime conventions, we have FanCons.com. Not that many people know about that site. We list more than anime conventions there. We list all the fan conventions there. Comic conventions, video game conventions, anything you want. If it's a fan convention, it's there on fancons.com. So check out that site. Um, and if you're looking for a more niche event, try our specialty sites that we've set up. There's furrycons.com, steampunkcons.com, toycons.com, and videogamecons.com. So whether you're looking for an Anthrocon or PAX East or any, anything else, they're out there on those sites. And uh, also I want to mention, if you want convention schedules delivered to you every week, we have flash briefings. So you can get the AnimeCons.com or FanCons.com flash briefings. You can find them on the Amazon.com store and get them on your Echo or your Alexa device and just have it ask Alexa to play your flash briefing. I hope I didn't just trigger somebody's, but uh, it will read you the conventions coming up next week. And um, finally, I want to mention that we have iOS stickers for AnimeCons.com. And so go get those if you're on an iPhone and you can send them in the iMessage app. And we've got uh, AnimeCons TV app on the Apple TV. So if you have an Apple TV, check out the AnimeCons.com or the AnimeCons TV app and you can watch episodes right on your Apple TV on the big screen. Um, and as always, please subscribe to us. You can find us on iTunes. You can find us in YouTube. Just hit the subscribe button. 
we're just over 900 subscribers as I record this on YouTube and we'd love to hit a thousand as soon as possible so please help us out hit that subscribe and if you have questions or comments about this list you can leave them in the comments below on YouTube or you can write to us at podcast at animecons.tv or call our voicemail line at 762-ADEQUATE that's 762-233-7828 and we'll see you next week with more from AnimeCons TV. Bye.